everybody. And tonight we're doing a host pick episode. For those who haven't heard a host pick episode, every month one of the hosts here picks something for the others to watch. And it just has to be around movie length and streaming online. It doesn't have to be a movie, it could be documentary, a couple of episodes of a TV show, YouTube clips, whatever. Anything that's online, free, uh, around a movie length or shorter. And this month it was Mama K's turn, so what did you have mm. us watch? I had you watch uh, a movie, a very traditional movie um, for the Halloween times. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very traditional. The Rocky, <laughs> <laughs> the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, yeah, probably not. Maybe not so traditional. And it's usually not streaming anywhere. So the fact that it was was really exciting. So Rocky Horror, what? Uh, what uh, why, why did you have us watch this? <laughs> well. Mainly because uh, I I don't be I believe it's on a, some lists of people that wanted to see this movie. Uh, I've seen it a lot, and um, it's unusual for me to pick a quote horror movie. So this is as close as I could get. This, this is, is this as is close me, as you this could was, get. This is me branching out into horror. Because it's got horror in the title, so you can't, like, debate it with me. Uh-huh. Uh, Nicole, had you ever <laughs> seen like this before? <laughs> Did you ever see this before? Do you know anything about it? Um, I've never seen this before. I imagine I'm not the only person in the world that gets this mixed up with Little Shop of Horrors because of the titles. Um, Uh-oh. So I was looking for Rick Moranis for a little bit there, but then I'm like, no, that's not the fucking right movie. And then at the end, I was looking for the... Vita's five trap and I'm like mm, stop it's not the same wow it's okay I've never seen either of them so I really can't I couldn't pinpoint either of them to say that was not the same one um but being huh. like very in tune with pop culture as I think I am um I definitely knew a lot of the fun things about this and the things that people um, spoof and the things that people recite. Like I, I knew all of those. So I just didn't quite okay, know. Okay. So you did know you were like, you were thinking of the right movie, but you were just meshing it a little I bit. Was, a mashup with, I was, I okay, was having I gotcha. a mashup, but I, I definitely knew the, <clears throat> like the, the important things about this movie. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Brennan. The little was the little shop of little Rocky shop of Horror Picture Show <laughs> combined them all into one. The best thing. part is now, if I ever want to go venture into another horror movie, I got I got a backup. God, please little no. shop of horrors. <laughs> Still not. Um, th- yeah, I I had never seen this. Something I should have seen because it's kind of a wow. cornerstone movie. Uh, for like midnight movies and campy movies, and I like a lot of the more modern day ones that are just really bad, and people, you know, go and see them and get drunk and throw things at the screen and recite lines and do all kinds of interactive stuff with the movie. And I I tend to like those kind of things, so it was overdue for me to see this. Uh, I I knew I only knew the. I only knew the character of uh, the, the Tim Curry character. I, I knew what he looked like and what his deal was, kind of. Uh, and then I knew nothing else about anything else that happened in here. I didn't know anything about this plot or like no what's plot going points. on. Points, yep. nothing. Okay. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know about 
Meatloaf, and I didn't know about uh, Susan Sarandon being in this. I, I knew none of this stuff. So <laughs> this is what Rocky Horror Picture Show is about. A newly engaged couple have a breakdown in an isolated area and must seek shelter at the bizarre residence of Dr. Frankenfurter. So uh, mm. that is the, the most general thing you could say. And, and if you haven't seen it, it is musical, campy, uh, lots of drag costumes uh and uh yeah midnight movie so if you haven't seen it it is uh one of those rare times it's available streaming on amazon prime uh so go check it out if you have any interest because we're going to spoil it here now okay this is your pick what what do you want what do you want to kick off with what do you want to talk about well first of all like the genre it's very confusing because i think that um, when it was written, it was written by the character, the guy who plays the character of Riff Raff. Uh, his name uh, escapes me. Richard. Yeah, Richard. The name B. of it. Richard yeah. O'Brien. And O'Brien. O'Brien. Richard O'Brien. Yeah. And he, um, so he, he wrote this and uh, I believe it's ostensibly as a stage play and um, then, and it was, it was a, a, a musical um, in London, and then it, it became this. But he wrote it as a science fiction meets horror film. Um, and then, you know, musical comedy horror has been thrown around. I think all of those, all of those work, but they're all such weird things to the, put together. Uh, science fiction, musical, horror, comedy. Um, but I think it kind of hits all of those notes. So what are your general thoughts on the fact that that's what this movie is and what is it to you? What did, what did you come away with it? Yeah, ask him first. If you were going to put it in something, I'm going to ask Nicole first. Oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't know, um, I didn't know what to expect of going, going into it. Um, I know it's kind of a of a anthem, <laughs> I guess, if you want to say for for certain you know um, people in this world, especially during that time, that perhaps didn't have a voice about what they wanted to be and who they were, and you know the acceptance of a movie like this, um, you know, I, I imagine really helped some people be able to be truer to themselves and explore things that maybe they didn't know they were interested in and to that aspect i i really appreciate this movie uh, i think it's one of those ones that becomes a classic because it's still seen modern day as a uh, a movie that people can kind of latch on to for safety and i i appreciate something like that I'm really surprised, though, that it's still popular because of some of the terms that they use in this. I thought that this this could have teetered on a cancellation at some point if the cards didn't fall the right way. But um, if it weren't so campy, yeah. and popular, and beloved, <laughs> it, I, I mean, feel it feels like I the guess. yeah the community that would not that you're talking about that wouldn't like this actually celebrate like they actually really like this movie like in by and large. Right. Yeah. That's right. that's that's interesting to me. As far as the movie itself goes and what I got out of it, I really did not like this. <laughs> um, I'm never, okay. I'm never one to, to steer away from a movie because of its subject matter. Like I don't care about that. I like I already explained. I liked that. Um, just the 
I don't think this is ever a movie that should have been made to a movie once it was a play. And if I was reading about it, the play, when it came over to the United States and it was it was being produced in Los Angeles, it flopped like big time. It if flopped I, everywhere. This was not yeah, liked at all by anybody yeah, when it came out. It was bad reviewed. It, no yeah. one saw it. Now That's it's contemporarily reviewed well. Uh, because so interesting. It's got its status. And it's just because it's one of those things just that people la- like latched onto and, and still like it. And that's why it's still around. That's my opinion about it. I, well, I didn't like it. Do you think though, <laughs> do you think though that habit when you're saying people latched onto it, I think if it, if it didn't have, I mean, it, it really quickly rose into cult status. Like it, it came out in 1975 yeah. and I know that I was seeing it midnight movies by the time by 1978. So it's like, this was really, um, and, and is that part of the charm of it? Well, is that part it's of, be- you know, the reason? There's people that are at that age where it was around when they were going out to the movies at night and it was exciting and we wanted your friends to see it so you could go out and have a good time. And that's what, I think that's what brought it to that status. It was something fun and edgy and different and rebellious to go see something like this because it's not, it's not ordinary. Um but I think that the people that enjoyed it then continued to carry it along and probably watched it all the time and their kids saw it and enjoyed the costume, whatever it may be. And that's how it's still <laughs> popular because I don't think that people now watching it as I did, I don't know how Brandon feels about it yet. He didn't really say, I could see his face though when you were watching it, but um, I don't think that they <laughs> would appreciate it as much i guess uh, uh okay brennan uh, all right I, watching this sometimes i watch movies that are like that i missed or was too young for and i go back and i watch it and i'm like I, I, I don't get it i'm like eh, i don't really understand why anyone would latch onto this i watching this 100 percent understand why people still like this this makes sense to me why mm-hmm. people would watch this it 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 still feels like uh, I can see people enjoying this and like having an, an itch scratched watching this because it's it fits <laughs> it fits exactly the tone of what I thought it was going to be. Again, I had no idea what this was actually happened in this, like what the plot was, but I, it, right. it tonally it's exactly what I was expecting, and I can see people enjoying this. Um, I liked maybe the first half hour or so, uh, and then. There's a point in the middle where it's like kind of a high point of absurdity, and then it be, and then I'm kind of I I slowly decline into it's worn out. It's welcome with me through the end, and the end is a long end, and there's like seven songs at the end, and it keeps going, and I'm like, all right, I was kind of done a little bit ago. Right before Wheelchair Man shows up to the, at the end, like like that's kind yeah. of at that point, I'm like, uh, it's worn out. It's welcome. I'm like, all right. I spent a good forty five minutes with this. I'm all. I'm all done. There's like the opening scene is very funny with the with the guys with the what's that painting called with the pitchfork and the on the old lady, and they're sad. American Gothic. American Gothic. Yeah. yeah, the guys in that, and then that painting shows up later. I like that. Um, the first couple yeah. of dance numbers I like because they're poorly choreographed. Like people are very clearly like stepping out of line and not moving their hands in the right direction, but like there's a lot of gusto in it. Like it's like they're playing it. Like it's the best thing. And it the sets look, uh, they look cheap and like 
reused uh like the main characters are campy they don't really make any sense i think i think uh what's your uh susan sarandon's first like eight lines are different versions of i'm scared uh, i don't know why <laughs> this is so frightening um but it and then the the other guy brad is such a doof for the whole time so all of this and then the introduction of all of our weirdo characters and culminating with with frankenfurter's arrival on the uh esc- or the uh, elevator, elevator all the way through yeah. the rape scenes uh all of that is like all pretty entertaining um it, it, you know it, entertaining like i like i get it and i kind of enjoyed watching it and then i i'm, I'm done after after the wheelchair man shows up i'm just like all right and i also don't get the i don't really like the rocky himself the guy who is created in a right like i don't care about him really oh and why and meatloaf lives in a freezer with a motorcycle i don't understand that either maybe you can explain that to me i don't really understand what's going on there but i like our two leads and their interactions with the doctor and a couple of those other singing along characters i kind of liked uh but yeah, no, I I I'm pretty mixed on this, and um, I I don't know. I, it's not it's not for me, but I I get it. Well, for me, so let me tell you, this has probably been at least thirty years, maybe thirty five years since I've seen this movie, uh, and I'm sure the last time I saw it was at a midnight movie, and I'm pretty sure that I was under eighteen. So, um, looking at it with really really fresh eyes, and I think. I felt this way then and I feel this way now and I feel like you feel the same thing is like it's kind of new and fun and exciting for the first uh you know 30 minutes 45 minutes and then after that I it just doesn't it doesn't either it doesn't keep up or there's not enough plot to keep me like interested so I found myself you know my uh, wandering looking at my phone um just checking in. Uh, on Nicole was glued to her I phone mean. for the past half hour, the last <laughs> half hour. I don't blame her on this one. I was, I was watching, <laughs> yeah. but did I really have to pay that much attention? There's a lot of songs. Not really, no. A lot of songs. There's a, yeah. He's an alien, or maybe he's like works for aliens. I don't really understand. Aliens are just, you know, just, you know, they're just visitors from space. I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it kind of goes, it just, I don't know, it kind of just starts circling around itself. I think at, at some point... Um, and I start paying attention again when something, you know, catches my ear that I'm familiar with or catches my eye. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with all that. I do like the ending that's really long and drawn out and, uh, just a huge, like masterpiece for Tim Curry to be, you know, emotional and close up shots and stuff like that for him. I, I like that. Um, there's nothing, you know, cinemagraphically that's very interesting about this movie. And there's a lot that's really bad about it. Uh, particularly at the end when they're shooting lasers from the trident. Oh, the lasers are very bad. Lasers. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of like that are... kind of stuff. That stuff's like better. I like that more than the endless dance scenes. There's just so much. <laughs> it's so much. I get there. There's a lot. I mean, basically, it's a musical. I'm afraid it might be Little Shop of Horrors Redux, like, or that's Redux of this. So I've never seen Little Shop of Horrors, so that that could be that could be on the plate. Um, so when you're saying that you're equating it to other campy movies like this or cult classics, like Pink I mean, Flamingo, I can't think of anything that's Pink Flamingos like this. Uh, would be another that's midnight. Really, 
movie that would uh, that this feels time different to me though. This that, that oh like that appeals to the like, same people that a hundred like the same people who would go see this would go see that. Oh, I don't disagree. The room yeah. is a little bit different. That's more my kind of. That's more my but style. I, don't, I, I disagree. Like, it's the, it's different. It's as the the people that in, I mean I know it's newer, but the people that enjoy it want to show other people why they enjoy it, and they're not going to stop liking it. I'm thinking about the people in the audience for the room and the people in the audience for for Rocky Horror Picture Show. I feel like the Rocky Horror Picture people are more uh, they're more um, punky and alternative and definitely they're also militant about their movie. Yeah. Oh, yes, and very LGBTQ heavy. Whereas the room is probably full of middle aged white guys like me who like schlock. Right. I think it's a little. The, the I think the appeal is to different types of midnight moviegoers which is weird that there's even a sub and then when i said pink flamingos that's closer to this i think pink flamingos that's a it is. john waters stuff is closer to this uh right. what other i'm trying well to... but maybe but it's more cinema it's that's more of a those are actually more films um you know a john waters movie i think is more of a film yeah but is, like so. the, the characters and who they appear and the the themes are are more are closer in to this there's yeah, a there's a movie I that agree. I saw a couple maybe a year or two ago that came out in 2008 called Repo the Genetic Opera and that is very clearly oh, no. reminiscent of this <laughs> and I actually like that I like that because it's kind of updated and that's about like um, it's like vamp it's like a in year th- and that's also like a part musical but it's like year 3000 and everyone owes organs to the government so there's like harvesters who goes around but it's but it's glam it's all it's all very glam rocky like this and everyone and everyone's yeah. very yeah over the top with the makeup and the and the and the outfits and the songs so that i i, yeah. I kept thinking like oh this is that definitely is influenced from this but that's uh that's the only thing i can think of that's close that's the closest thing i can think of well one other thing before that is that um this though really kind of held like I didn't feel like this was a 40-year-old movie, a 45-year-old, 40, however long, 45-year-old movie. It just felt, because it's such a strange, because at the time it was such a uh, a break away from just what whatever, else, whatever else was out there. I mean, David Bowie was coming around with his glam rock kind of thing, and, you know, Queen, this is like the precursor to Queen, and but that's all music, and this was more than that, and it just felt like it didn't, it for me, it settled that it was it was fine the way it looked. I did. I thought I was going to have an issue with it being old looking for no, me. The only but, thing but, that you could gripe about would be like I don't I don't know how satirical it was supposed to be with like the big on off switch and the the zapping lightning like that was that's the only thing I could see people be like that that doesn't add up. But is that just supposed to add to it? Right. I think it. I mean, I, I feel like those things. Would it looks old. Been. It looks old to me. I mean, I would never. If you asked me when this was made, I would have guessed. I still would have guessed '80s. When we were originally talking about this, I thought this was an '80s movie right. because I thought right. the Janet and Brad characters immediately date this because they are in quotations regular people at this time. So, like, the, anytime you're with them at the beginning and when they're before their, I don't know, transformation or whatever they they call it. Um, they th- that I mean that dates it immediately. Everyone else is dressed so so uniquely, and like the sets are so weird that it could be just a low budget film from any time. But I, the presence of Janet and Brad um, make it yeah that you, dates yeah, it yeah you you and not in a bad way because I I like their I like their part of it maybe the most. So I don't you know it's 
But it's almost, they're almost campy enough for me to believe that somebody is just trying to make you think it's 1975. Do you know what I mean? Not with that, not with that hair, the the hair and those glasses. Especially, I don't think. You can't even fake it that good. Like, I've seen people try, like. This is too authentic. They're too authentic. The underwear, actually. I mentioned that. The long underwear. I mentioned that to Nicole. (laughs) And and her slit, too. Nobody wears those anymore. No, but I feel like for modesty's sake, this is only 1975. So for modesty's sake, they probably had to. Was this a rate? This had to have been R rated. I would assume. What was I doing at this movie when I was like 11? What was was happening in my life? Um, What was happening? Where were my parents? That's what I want to know. Um, so, so the care, so the characters. You know, you said you just said you liked Brad and Janet. What is it? What do you mean you liked Brad and Janet? Like, what is it? Because they're the fish out of water. Dichotomy. They're the fish out of water. That's why they're right. inter- interesting. And then they have such a bonkers twist in the middle when the, the, this is the scene that where the girl is talking about. Like, I, I, the, some people might would maybe want to cancel this today because he calls he refers to himself as the transvestite Transylvania man transsexual. Transsexual. Yeah, yeah whatever. Okay. Yeah. And uh, like, and I guess transvestite. That's kind of an outdated term. But the most <laughs> ridiculous to me is when. Frankenfurter goes into to as dressed as Brad to have sex with Janet. He takes <laughs> off the wig. He's like, "Oh, you caught me." Well, let's keep going. And then she's like, "No, like I was saving myself." And then and so he continues to to rape her. And then she's like, "Well, maybe." Okay. okay, fine. <laughs> like, just don't tell him. I'm like, there's a what? No, there's a what? And then there's in between that there is a scene where the where uh, Riff Raff is like pouring hot wax on on uh rocky and they're chasing each other around yeah. and then it cuts to now the same scene except now brad's sleeping and he comes and frank inverter comes in dressed as janet and the same exact scene with almost the exact same lines happen and i'm like I, this that's the that is the hardest thing to believe in the whole movie it, it, including the space aliens and the cryogenically frozen meatloaf and the guy building a guy out of pouring a rainbow into a fish tank i i do that middle scene that was like jarring and then that's also the point after that i stopped kind of enjoying it oh really okay there's not I, the only scene after that that i like is her her god-awful touch me dirty song that she sings to, to rocky I want to be. Yeah, that's my favorite part after that, and that's pretty quickly after. And then after that, there's there's not yeah. a single scene or song really left that I that I latch on to. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think back in that, you know, back in 1975, all of this was very, uh, it, you know, this is an unspeakable movie. Like people wouldn't be seeing these kind of things. They wouldn't be talking about any of this. And I think the fact that those scenes are in it and it's interesting to hear from your perspective, how objectionable. Well, that's why I get why people have, that's why I get why people like it. Like I get because it used even today. And then you time stack it back then it's everything's taboo. So that's, what's like cool and edgy. And it's also with all these people who are on the outs of society and they feel belonging in this bizarre little world so i so that's why i get it that's right. that's why and it's unique so it makes sense to me why the people who love this movie love this movie it's like that but it also I, i'm just not I, i'm not quite one of those like there are things i admire about it but it's um uh it's not it's just not yeah. made for me at all <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't think for me it's any. It was it was a happening. You know, it's not a movie. It like you said, it's the cult following. It was the happening that was going on. The movie, the happening. Nicole um, loves that movie. Did love the movie. <laughs> the only one. Post pick. Oh, please um, no. Did we already re- review it? No. No, okay. no, we did not do that. <laughs> um. Well, you talk when we're talking about Brad and Janet, they're being like the only regular people. I mean, there's a couple more. We haven't talked at all about the criminologist. Who uh, is Blofeld? Is that guy from Diamonds Are Forever? Is that guy, the guy in the wheelchair? No, he's the guy. Who oh, the guy who who's the narrates the story. He's I the, forgot about he's him. He's the narrator. Yeah. yeah. He, well, they call him the criminologist because he's telling the story about this. You know, when they say uh, this is the night that this whole thing happened, and here's the accounts from you know Brad and Janet and um, all of that, but. That being woven into it, how how do you like that? I, mean, I like that he teaches us how to do the time warp. It's not that hard, uh, but it's I think it's kind of it's very uh, classic to show those pictures of him like pointing to the diagrams of where your feet are supposed to go and all of that. Um, I kind of like that break that happens when he's there because it is a lot of craziness and nonsense going on, and you know introduction and instant killing of characters and um things like that so what did you think of what did you think of that going back and forth oh yeah, <laughs> cool. um, brennan talked before yeah i it's an, i <laughs> i don't i, didn't like I don't movie. have much to say on that um question um yeah i don't i didn't I didn't like any body <laughs> um, so much so that if I wasn't watching this for the show, I definitely would have turned this off. Would never yeah. watch it. Um, I don't, I just don't find the style of having that narrator in here any worthwhile whatsoever. I don't think he's adding much to it, but I, I don't think I'm going to provide good discussion for this because I am just so um heavy set on not enjoying this that i really didn't put any thought into it and i hate to be that way but i i didn't like any of it i didn't think it was exciting like i thought it was awkward i felt uncomfortable i can only imagine how people felt when this came out um you felt uncomfortable with i felt what? uncomfortable like the with way things the are- way that the movie presented itself as being very messy like the songs just came out of nowhere and they didn't the 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 they're so wordy and the words me- meant nothing to me and i i like brennan stated the plot is mushy until you realize like okay he made a monster but it's a sexy like monster and he's not stupid but why did why are they doing that I, I, it's it's and it's enough for me to not want to care about why this movie was made and also enough for me to not yeah. want to look into why it was made because I don't, I don't get the, I don't get this, the play. Like, I don't get what they're trying to convey here. So the addition of a narrator like that, like the criminologist does not add a, a excitement or frightfulness to me. It's just like, why are you, why are you trying? trying so hard i don't know that's that's what i why any why any of this (laughs) i mean essentially well i i thought i thought i mean part of the reason i think to add something like that is because this is so outlandish and then you have this guy who's 
a normie, right, um, telling you what's going on so that you don't have to be uh, overwhelmed with everything that's even his vocabulary about everything though i guess they're trying to make him sound sophisticated and it's like i don't just tell me okay he made a monster and you know they're they're uh i can't even think of the main characters brad and janet their their lust for life is returning just just say something like that instead of this cryptic shit i was I don't know. Yeah, but it's also British. British people well, don't that's say true. anything straight up. That's true. You know, they've, they've got to. Is that why the songs? Because I agree with Nicole. I a lot of times when I watch a musical, I'll be like, "Oh, that song's catchy. I'm humming it. I'm singing lyrics from it." I don't know any of the lyrics in these songs. They say so many words constantly that other than the act, like two or three of them, where they say the the chorus part over and over again. I I, I couldn't do a. I don't know any lines from any of these songs. I don't know what any of things about. Like they're all just about being depraved sex people. Like that's like I don't. There's nothing. I don't feel. I don't feel like that. I don't. I think that it's very. This seems very common for a musical. I don't think that it's more wordy or. uh, Obviously, I find the songs to be catchy because as they're you know. You could ask as it's happening. You could ask me any of the songs that Tim Curry performed, what they were. I could, I could not even give you a, a uh, beat because I don't, they, they don't <laughs> stick. I mean, I knew, knew the lyrics to the very first song, the damn it, Janet. I knew that one. And obviously everyone knows the time warp. And those were the only two that like, and, and the one that, that Susan Sarandon sings. But other than that, like, I, I don't I couldn't even tell you what any I didn't of the know other the time songs. Warp. I never even heard of that either. Like that that was new to you me. You have never heard of the time warp? No, the, I, this is a very big blind spot and for me because I don't yeah. I don't know any. I guess of I never played this for you, which means I'm a pretty okay. Mom, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> You played other stuff, but uh, I mean, it's not like you were eleven, and I'm like, okay, like I think of other, like I, all right, (laughs) what's the most recent, what's the most recent musical everyone loves? Hamilton. Everyone loves Hamilton. I saw Hamilton Hamilton one time, and I know like four or five of those songs, and I can sing portions of them because. They're memorable and the lyrics are good and they make sense and I like what's going on. I, I understand what's happening in the did, story. Like also like in the Heights is a very specific storyline and I feel like that's what this is supposed to be too, but you remember in the Heights. Like, yeah, I remember in the, like at least two or three songs in In the Heights, like I could do verses. Like I like this is like I it's just gobbledygook. It, like, I don't understand what's happening in these songs. I really don't. I think I there think, is a distinction. I think too that the things that you're talking about now, though, are so much more smartly written that it's easier to. Yeah, but you, you think know. about things like what Greece came out in the '70s, and and everyone remembers those. Well, these are songs in this movie that are not going to make uh, Casey Kasem's top. Well, that's 40. very true. <laughs> uh, as the Greece songs, you know, something was number one for like a hundred thousand weeks that's in a fair. row from the movie Greece. Um, so I think that. I think that this is, you know, this is definitely niche. It's definitely cult. Um, I, what do you think? What would what would this movie be if there were no Brad and Janet? Like they're the, they're they're normal. That, that's a, one question. The second question. I don't want to not bring this up, but you have all of these people that are really, you know, outside the normie realm, and that's the point of it. And then he creates Rocky, which, I mean. I think his haircut is an abomination, um, but he's 
relatively a normie, right? Well, yeah, if you don't have Brad and Janet, you need, in a movie like this, and in a lot of science fiction fantasy movies, you need a fish-out-of-water character so that you know what's happening. Like, characters have to explain to this character what's going on, so you are the audience. Like, that's the audience. You need to know why are things going on this way. And that's another thing that, like, uh, why is this, what do you call it, a traditional movie? It's not a traditional movie at all, because there's nothing really explained very clearly. Like, it's... What if it was from Rocky's point of view instead of... That would be okay if Rocky... The, who, that guy who played him sucked. He's a shitty actor. Well, like, I don't know. Yeah. He, I, I remember definitely. Terrible. Like, as soon as I saw, as soon as I remembered he's coming up out of the rainbow tub that had water, then didn't have water and all this stuff. Uh, I remember like, oh man, I hate Rocky so much. He's a charisma this void. Like, like he makes, when Tim Curry's yeah. dancing all around him and like touching his abs, it's still boring. That's how much of a void <laughs> of, of charisma this guy, this guy sucks just everything he, all, all this crazy stuff's happening and i couldn't but i <laughs> my fucking the islands got heavy it's room. just yeah he's terrible that's why if it wasn't yeah. brad and janet then it would be 40 minutes of i don't know what's happening nonsense and then and then the wet blanket <laughs> drops on it and i'm just like ah like yeah you need you do need them and i think the people who love this would still love it without them because it's not that's not what they they don't care yes. they don't care about the story and arcs and they, they're not watching it yeah. like a movie they're watching it like a spectacle no. they're watching it like going to to a drag show and watching all these crazy people with their with waving their stuff around you know that's the, 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 it's a fun time for them it's not about watching an actual like movie or even a, 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 a no. traditional musical no it's like being it's just like it's like being in the actual movie you know they're doing yeah it Con- in the like a concert movie. like you're not expecting like yeah. a plot a- yeah it's a total sing-along right well, no, that's why it makes I don't sense. Remember the words, but <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you'd, we'd have to know to sing. Along. That's why it makes sense to me why Nicole is 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 dying up here. And, Je- and think about Jess. Think about Jess with movies that are way less complicated than this, where she's had nothing to stay. She would have, she would Rocky this thing and suck all the all the energy out because of how little she would have to say about this. And I only have things to say because it's I, I understand like, I understand this thing. I I see the appeal, but. It's still, it's. Just, I, I I still need a movie. That's why know, I like the room where the again, room is. Brian? No, I don't. I have no. I have no desire to watch this again. I don't think I want to watch this again. I don't know that I'm ever. Gonna, I'm gonna need to see this again. Yeah. I mean, maybe when if something tragic happens, if when you know Tim Curry, you know, he dies or this this left like a delible imprint on his life and career too because he, uh, people associated him so much with this character. Still uh, do made his life really. I know they do still, but there was there the fanatics about this made his life kind of a living hell. And he was even saying that he sort of turned into a whole different person, uh, not because of the fame of it, but just because of like being constantly hounded by uh, the people who you know live this movie as their life. So um, I, I I think about that, and then I think you know, oh Tim Curry, I just want to see him in Home Alone. I just want to see him in Clue. You know, <laughs> I don't want to kind of. I feel like this is almost a dark spot for him. And when I watch it, I feel a little bit. When I watched it this time, I felt a little bit sad, uh, just kind of knowing um, that bit of a background. And I'm glad that Susan Sarandon was a surprise for you because. I mean, a very, very young Susan Sarandon. Was she in anything before um, this? Because like everyone, no one else in here except for Meatloaf is like anybody. Like I looked at a lot of their IMDb pictures, and it's 
a picture of this ca- the character from this movie. Uh, I guess the guy who played Brad did a couple things. Yeah. yeah. He had a, he had a pretty good like TV career. Um, he felt like a TV actor. That makes sense. And, and early and ninety, he was in even stuff in the nineties that Michael J. Fox. I can't think of what it is. Michael J. Fox show. Um, but yeah, he had a he had a good TV career. But yeah, I don't. Everybody else is kind of just you know shrank back into the woodwork. We didn't talk about Riff Raff and Magenta at all. Um, definitely um, sexual undertones there. Their brother and sister. Yeah, uh, one of the lines you scream at the, at, <laughs> yeah, and doing this weird elbow thing, and you know, people shout at the screens when they're on incest is best. So, um, it's just it's weird. It's it's weird, and I don't know that I need to ever go back to it. We didn't talk about meatloaf. I mean, why? Meatloaf. I did. I said he lives in the freezer with a motorcycle. What is I don't know why. <laughs> well, I don't know why. He, I he has something to do with the biker gang. You know the biker gang that com- comes up. I thought up, the biker like, gang a couple times at the beginning of the was movie was the people singing the time warp. You mean the visitors to yeah. the? Yeah. Why else was there just well, empty everybody, motorcycles everybody outside? Bike. Yeah, he's so he's in the deep freeze, and he's already like bloody and battered by the time we see him the first time roaring out of the freezer, and then the surprise that we get at dinner. You know, he's he's dinner, so. Um, that was but why but who is like what but why like i don't understand why are you asking me because because well because you don't know who's seen this before or like knows anything about the people like i just don't under i don't know that there i don't understand i I don't know that there's any uh he bursts out on his motorcycle singing and having a good time and then tim curry murders him with a pickaxe it's like i did it for his own good and then they eat him and i don't understand why what why what did he do to them what what are the motivations He said he did it for his own good, but what what he really did, he didn't want, I mean, the reason that he and Riff Raff obviously didn't get along is because, you know, Riff Raff is just the second guy. And so as long as, as long as there's nobody that's shining brighter than Frankenfurter, everything's fine. So then you get this guy coming in on the motorcycle and Columbia is all like, oh, you know, Eddie's here and it's all very exciting. And then, you know, he, then he gets mad and then he's just like, I'm mad, I'm gonna kill you. So that's... Just oh how Frankenfurter rolls, I, I guess. I don't yeah. understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Another great line that people shout out when you know they they show the they show him that he's the one that's being eaten at dinner time is you know people go oh meatloaf again. It's really funny. <laughs> See, it's the other part of it uh, that actually makes this movie. Yeah. Um, there's the other part of it really really makes it and i guess if i were ever to see it again it would have to be in a midnight movie situation which yeah i don't know that i could stay up to do that i might i could take a nap during the day i'd be interested in that Um, and conceptually but i i don't know if i would enjoy it like i do because i love nicole mentioned earlier i love the room which is a totally different midnight movie but i i love i watch that by myself all the time like all the time i just love that that's the kind of bad campy movie I like because it's by a narcissistic guy, like artist who sucks at everything and his writing is so bad, but there's actually like, there's actually like a plot and like, there's actually like stuff go. And then there's just baffling choices. This wasn't like bad enough. It wasn't like, it's not really bad. It's just uh, like, it's, it's kind of, Oh, I think it's bad. It's not really bad. bad. It's not like actually like, I gotta pick the room at some point. I, I that's not they were eating him for dinner, honestly. Yeah, they pull the thing oh, back. You need to look up from your phone at no, that point. No, I was point, watching. 
You, oh. you saw him uh, under the. I saw him in the in the table, but I didn't realize they were eating him. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I infer. I actually inferred that. I didn't hear them say that. I inferred that because his dead body was cut no, up on the table. Yeah, I don't think it was ever said, but there were. You know, I think it was obvious. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, Plan Nine from Outer Space, really bad. I've never seen that either. Really bad. Like. Like using paper plates as flying saucers, bad. It's not. Um, it's not. I, I don't want, like. It's just not just the the low budget. There's a certain. There's a certain um, charm to a special kind. Like that. Like Troll Two. That's another one. That's another bad. Like bad kind of movie that I like. Um, I'm trying to think what other ones. Fit. You mean the, the cartoon. Troll Two. Not no. Not Trolls World Tour. Not Trolls. No Troll Two. The movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Nilbog, come on! What are you doing watching the trolls movie? (laughs) Hunger pangs. Nicole, what is happening? I must do it. No one knows these things. Uh, uh, No one knows these things. Well, yeah, my my corner of the midnight movies know those things. That's like that's the you know that's the it's the middle aged white guy. Are those movies midnight movies? Yeah. Is that really okay? Because when when we had midnight movies when they when they came out there was this and then there were two like. rock music things there was you know pink floyd's the wall was one and then the band's uh oh what is it called last um last waltz was the other mm. so if it was friday night and there was a midnight movie it was one of those three things no so, the, this new this appeal these ones and they do play in like small theaters but they appeal to guys working at like uh the used dvd music stores like they appeal to those the, those kind of guys those guys yeah or like like um yeah the, the, those are the kind of guys they appeal to neck beardy kind of people i saw that yeah, but i mean at least this has a long a bigger audience a wider audience is it's, it i think it's just different it's wider that's for sure well the other one is whiter yeah the other one is whiter this is wider i'm the least white person at any screening of the room <laughs> not surprised anything else to go nicole any la- i don't have any other questions i just was i don't uh, even know that's... what the hell you are talking about anymore to be honest <laughs> <laughs> so Nicole doesn't recommend it. I don't. I don't. This is a you one and done. Said a lot of shit right there, and I don't really know what you're talking about. White versus wide. I did see all during my research that there was a um, the, theater in New Jersey that was showing Midnight's of Rocky Horror still, but that ended in 2016. So, oh, yeah. boo. there's also there's one by it was us. The longest running movie. There's one that by us, Nicole, that we haven't been to. Uh, What's it? Colonial that plays like they play other stuff. They play this, but they also play the midnight movies I'm talking about. And they specific like we were gonna go see uh, what Miami Connection that one time, yeah. which that that's another that's almost that's kind of between these. That's a, a musical kind of thing about like a, a bunch of kids who join, become in a rock band and then they talk about how peace is gonna save the world and then they stab ninjas for most of the oh, movies. Geez. And like it's that stuff is way more appealing to me. Uh, like that that kind of that kind of uh, schlock. This isn't and anything. Schlock. Let's let's have an ending question. So Nicole didn't like no, Nicole's a no. You're a no. I'm a no unless you're going to go to a midnight movie or unless you're one of unless you unless this evokes something from you know your youth and you've done it before and you want to revisit it. Um, but what movie? Any movie that we have done? Do you think would become like a cult classic midnight movie? I have one in mind. 
Hmm. We've done a lot, and I and yeah, my my answer is yes, but I got to think of. There's one, one that cause... I really wish would, but I know it won't because not enough people saw it. Um, but yeah. I really that's the makings of a good cult movie. A lot of the time, I wish that the yeah, the true. intruder would become one. Oh yes, the intruder. <laughs> Wait, what's the intruder? <laughs> it's De- uh, Dennis, With, um, Quaid Dennis Quaid. Own, he owns. No! He owns like a mansion. And Michael yeah, Ealy no, no, no. and Megan Good are a couple, <laughs> and they are gonna buy it from him. And then he like he won't doesn't leave. It alone. leave. He won't yeah, leave. so he like shows up and's like mowing their lawn. He's just like, I just like taking care of the place. And they're like, you gotta get it. That's that's cl- that's another. That's like a bad kind of movie that that director makes a lot of those kind of movies, and I I like those. Those are oh. cl- that's closer to my level. Also, of the one with um, oh my god, I can't remember his name right now. We did we did it with. Jess, it's the one with it's the found footage one. Oh, creep, creep yeah. and creep too. Yeah, that's not really that's not quite midnight movie because it's too that's too well, that's good. What, that, that's, you, what is the difference? <laughs> midnight movies are bad are you are bad movies that people laugh at. Creep and creep two oh, are like okay. actually like Let's creatively see. they're low budget movies. Yeah, we like those. Yeah, we like. Uh, I think Walkie's gonna say the, the Beach one Bum. I'm thinking- Beach bum? Okay. Oh. I was thinking Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> no. It's really fun to go at midnight. Because that's and not watch. that's not bad. Midnight movies need to be low budget uh, and bad. And then and then they need No, they I, I get what you're saying, but the for me, Barb and Star is hard. And it's like uh it's bad. It's yeah. But I don't laugh at Barb and Star. I laugh at I, when I laugh at Barb and Star. I laugh at where they want me to. Like I laugh at jokes. When you, I think Midnight Movies universally, when you laugh, it's not. It's it's because it's a bad. It's like it's it's a failure. It's a bad choice. Or it. Uh, I guess Midnight Movies to me doesn't necessarily have to mean that it's a bad. There's something very mean, people... mean spirited about them that I that I I'm drawn to. There's something about laughing at someone who tried so hard and thinks they're so good and they're terrible. That's like the cream of the crop. The the narcissistic artist who is so horribly, terribly untalented and you laugh at him and he thinks that you're like cheering. That's just like, that's, on, that's the, yeah, that's the gold. The, the Tommy Wiseau's of the world, uh, the Neil Breen's, the, no one knows who these people. Can I just about. say that I will never, I, those are things that I'm never going to seek out and, and pay to see. So that's not, that's, that's the not stuff that I, I, I love know. that kind of stuff. That's, that's the, that's the stuff that I, I just hate those people. That's why you, the existence of them is so frustrating for me. Stop it. Uh, I like them. They don't have, <laughs> so entertaining. poorly parented. They they always have some weird what? backstory. <laughs> it's great. What's wrong with you? Oh no! All right, that's okay. it. This is too long. That's all I you got. That's that was, right. that was it for me. We're not gonna have any. We're not gonna have any credits. Much like the movie had no credits. So it had lip smacking songs at the beginning yeah. that Nicole <laughs> was very disgusted by. <laughs> the, the spit lines between the lip, the teeth. The teeth. Oh, cool. Gross. Yeah, be, and the way it, start, it started with that, and then there would be credits, and then it would go back to the lips to sing another song, and then there would be more credits. I'm like, I wonder how long this goes for. <laughs> Nicole is already so turned this off. This is the movie. Nicole is very it's turned off immediately. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. All right, that's Rocky Horror. Oh, good. Well, that was a great experiment. Uh, yeah, was, I'm glad like, I watched it. That was an, ex- so now- an experiment. <laughs> 
I'm glad I watched it to 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 say I've watched it. That's about it. Yeah, I, 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 gotta mark it off the list. Yeah, man. There, there was mo- small moments of enjoyment. Uh, so the uh, we, got, we got more theater. We're going back to theater, new stuff, some streaming stuff coming up too, and then whatever the next host pick is. I think it's. I think it's Nicole's turn next time. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, something, sounds like it. Something a little more mainstream, perhaps. Uh, but if you have anything you can recommend to us, we'll get Cleopatra. to that at the beginning of next year. Cle- <laughs> you keep threatening Cleopatra. <laughs> Why? What? I don't fully know either. I don't get it, quite get it either. But <laughs> It's five and a half hours long. It's five and a half hours long. Okay. Uh, that's where that you assign that to Jess when you need to put when she when she's done done something bad. That's the punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Five and a half hour Cleopatra. Uh, films with the women in my life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore pod host, and you can email the show films with the women at gmail dot com. All right, thanks, Mom. Okay, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You guys are so welcome. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off, saying thanks for listening and enjoy your. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.